finding a way to weave, you know, entertaining value like these memes throughout the film and painting a, a narrative of who these people are, humanizing them, you know, retail the, the moniker retail investor, you know, it's dehumanizing to these people. Uh, they're they're everyday people, and which is why I really hate the term retail, but finding a way to do all of that and at the same time peel back the curtain enough for whoever watches it to say, whoa, let's talk to our congressman about this. This is crazy. Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I have to plug a few quick things. First of all, my book, Brexit, The Establishment Civil War, is now available to order. You can read some chapter previews by following the link in the description below. Our sponsors, ExpressVPN, get 35% off 12 months of ExpressVPN and get 25% off podcast hosting with Podium. Finally, if you're watching this on YouTube, please go check out odyssey.com instead. We are hosting all our videos there. If you're a creator, you can move your videos across with one simple click and you can earn cryptocurrency simply by watching videos and use it to tip your favorite creators like myself. So please check that all out if you want to support the show. Anyway, here's the podcast. <laughs> and yeah, we're in. Welcome to another episode of Chatter. Today I'm here with Finley and Quinn Mulligan or the Mulligan Brothers. Guys, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, not a problem. So you guys are making a documentary by apes for apes, the apes strong or apes together strong documentary. Why don't you tell us what that is all about to start us off? All right. Um, my brother and I have been um, not, we've not been retail investors for a very long time. We started in January when we saw what was happening with GameStop and uh, subsequently got into AMC as well, but basically been holding since then. Um, when we had our big run up January 28th and the subsequent um, halting of buying on Robinhood and other brokers, we had kind of an aha moment and were very pissed off. Like I think a lot of people, but it was definitely like a moment of, wait a minute, you know, something is happening here and we need to start trying to document this and get these people's stories. Cause like these were, these are like normal people just trying to get out of the grind. You know, like these, what happened when they pulled the rug out was, was hurting, you know, normal everyday folks just trying to like, get a ticket onto a rocket, you know, like it's, it was really messed up and we, um, felt like we had to start digging in and tell the story. Mm. Quinn, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, for me, it's, um, watching this whole thing unfold and seeing all the submissions we've gotten. Uh, a lot of it is just regular everyday folks who have pretty basic wants out of this. You know, some people were just like, I wish I didn't have to be scared of where my rent check was coming from or uh, I really wish that I could make sure my mom didn't have to work until she's 85 you know just to be able to finally retire and enjoy her last year you know it's for me this story is um, a human one you know the everything surrounding the, the details about the stock market and how it all functions uh, global financial markets that's all important and it's a big aspect of this of course but for me, the, the human story um, is incredibly 
um, I guess widespread. It's diverse. It's all over the world. Clearly, um, you're in Northern Ireland. We're here in America. We've talked to people in Austria, Germany. Um, there's some, the Korean guy. There's a, there's a whole bunch of people around the world that all want their story told and are in this for similar reasons. Um, so for me, a big part of the drive to make this film is to have each of their voices heard and make sure that the people that are trying to screw us all over, I want them to know that they're up against just about everyone. Yeah, that's a pretty inspiring way to put it. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a really mad story that that just. I mean, I'm uh, I'm stunned at the community and the way it has come together. It is like the a big a big theme of of I think of your guys' work and of of the book I'm I'm trying to put together on this is that it's an incredibly diverse group of people, but no one cares about who you are behind like the mask of the ape. Like it, it's it's irrelevant. Yeah. Like it really doesn't matter. Like who you are, you you are one of the apes, and and that's it. And I've seen like media organizations trying to put it, like say it's like, oh, it's not a fun place to be if you're not a straight white male. I think that headline was from the Lily. And then underneath, the most beautiful thing ever happened. It was a, a whole string of comments being like, I'm Samoan. I've never felt any racism here. I've only felt welcomed. Like, I'm a black woman. I've only ever felt welcomed here. And like going through all these people from different parts of the world, different races, genders, ethnicities, everything, being like, this is the most welcoming community I've ever been part of. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah, we've right? seen like, a lot even, of that too. Like in the States with our, you know, political device. Sorry, I've also seen like a bunch of shit. There's like lights and a camera bag and a bike, whatever. We had a shoot this weekend. It's kind of messy, so sorry about that. Um, but yeah, like even in America where the divide is is what it is, like anytime someone brings up left or right, it gets shut down pretty much immediately. It's just like, nope, we're not about that here. Get it out. And like, you know, our personal opinions, like we've seen people on the, the internet interacted with people that like we probably never would have interacted with otherwise based on their political beliefs. And like that is one thing that's kind of cool is you know, it's such a an important tool of the wealthy classes to keep us divided, you know, so they can hold on to their wealth, you know, because when we're together, we're awfully strong. So I think it's, um, that is one of the more um, incredible things to come out of all of this, is that these kind of lower classes, for lack of a better descriptor, um, aren't letting themselves become divided, you know. The most we see is like between AMC and GME and like, it's just stupid. Like we're we're all, you can have your own opinions about the stocks. You know, of course that's one thing. But um, a, do what you want with your money, and b, it's not about that. It should be about the normal people having you know a level playing field. That's, that's how we're looking at it anyway. Yeah, it definitely seems to be, you know, uh, it, it's frustrating. So this story for me is definitely not left versus right. It's up versus down. You know, and it's. Um, it's easy for the people at the top to to pit people against each other who are beneath them, and that's kind of been the play since, you know, the first cities in Mesopotamia, <laughs> you know? So we're, yeah, we want to make sure that um, at least our message is more of a vertical one than horizontal, if that makes sense. Mm. I mean, that's, that's definitely like a theme I've come across quite a lot 
in my just I've been I've been bookmarking posts basically since January. Um, I've got like well over 300 just with like really funny memes, like beautiful sentiments, like ridiculous, like accusations of manipulation. Yeah, I I will. I'll send you I'll send you the big (laughs) list like you. You can go through them. (laughs) But good luck. yeah, my Reddit yeah, like, profile takes... is just like, so many saved posts. Like everything, like oh, that's a good one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And like once we finish our fundraising, actually start production and research, like pulling all that back out is gonna be an absolute nightmare. Like we, we've been, of course, like structuring and stuff now, but like you know, I've got a full time job until this thing like really pops off. Like that will also be a full time job. It already is, but like yeah, that process of digging through all the collected research is gonna be monumental. Yeah. What is your your sense of, of like what the level of knowledge was amongst the the apes as like to, to for for lack of a better word to describe uh, the redditors and whatnot? Like what is your sense of what the level of knowledge was for these people before January? Because like at least for me I can say I've been on a pretty steep learning curve. Yeah, jack shit I think is the response. Um like there's some people that like have been investing for a long time and there's some people that are, you know, really like there are, of course, there's some big brains out there. Cause like these people like started all this DD and whatever else. So yeah, retail investors, I think has always been or underestimated in what they can bring to the table and like what kind of a, you know, a, uh, an intellectual force they can be. And once this happened, I think what you have is a huge influx of, of new people to it. So, of course, they're not going to know anything. Like, we didn't know shit. Like, I had read a couple books and been like, oh, I'll invest one day when I'm not broke. Um, but, like, never did it until this thing happened. I was like, okay, screw it. Let's just rip off the band and go for it. And then you learn. But since then, all of the what's come out and how invested people are in, in finding out why they got fucked over in, in, when they pulled the rug out – I think that the knowledge of some very specific uh, financial inner workings of the markets um, wouldn't have happened. And I think a lot of these investors never would have been as knowledgeable as they are now if this thing hadn't have started. So I do think it's creating a, a new wave, like a generation of people that are like, no, actually, you know what? We're sick of sitting on the sidelines and watching these ultra wealthy people make trillions while we're literally dying jobless and have no future uh we're not doing that anymore we're not going back it's not the cat's out of the bag like this is a paradigm shift which is why we so badly want to be a voice for these but i don't you know to tell this story truthfully because the media is doing a shite job of it Mm. quinn did you want to add something there to that um, as to the level of education uh, for retail investors, I think Wall Street Bets probably had a lot of a lot of people that knew what they were talking about before this popped off. Yeah, you know, there's definitely a lot of it's risky. It's a gambling den. Um, fucking Moss Eisley. Um, it's <laughs> most wretched. Yeah, so I think a lot of people villains. there knew what they were talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think some of the people that jumped on board initially probably were investing a bit here and there, knew what they were doing. Um, but that's not to say that everyone there didn't have a lot to learn about um, some of these more complicated issues that uh, have been talked about lately on Superstock and that, uh, places like that, like failure to deliverers, um, how it actually works when you buy stock. Like, are you, do you actually own that stock? 
Um, a lot of these really nuanced details, people who have been trading for years, you know, maybe through a broker or through a financial advisor, something might be like, excuse me, what? <laughs> so yeah. one of those situations where there's always a lot to learn. But um, yeah, I think I think a lot of the people that initially got in probably knew a, at least a bit about trading in the stock market or they wouldn't have been on Wall Street bets. And I feel like a lot of people, like their, their relationship with the, investing their own money is you give it to someone who knows what they're talking about. And that is yeah, what I hope totally. changes, you know, taking responsibility for your own, you know, wealth creation. And like, it's for so long, I'm sure there's generations of people that are like, oh, I know about investing. I have my 401k and got my Roth and I go to my financial advisor and we discuss and I make some big, but, but like the like learning curve has shot up dramatically and people are like, no, 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 I need to learn like a technical analysis. I'm going to download Weeble. I'm going to figure out what all this is like how does volume affect stock price and what is uh short selling due to blah 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 like all this other stuff that like they never would have dealt with at all and now like yeah whatever go ahead brother thank you here's what i love about that too it's a chance for so with this situation with gme that's a lot of people saying i like the stock i like this company mm. amc yeah. like i love movie theaters i'm gonna buy stock in that movie theater why would I want movie theaters to die? So it's an it's a moment where people are voting with their dollar. And I think if enough people get used to trading stocks in that manner, you know, it's not always just like a oh, I'm going to make so much money in 4 hours uh with this one quick trade. It's more like I love this. I love what this company's doing. It's kind of the antithesis of short sellers that are trying to take down companies doing cancer research, you know? It's uh it's you know, Luke to the Vader. Yeah, it's a chance for people to vote with their dollar and make sure that they can try and support companies they love. Um, sometimes, maybe in a risky fashion, where the fundamentals might not be there in the moment, but they're hoping they could get there. Uh, if enough regular folks decide that they want to invest in companies that are doing good in the world or provide an actual service rather than you know big multinational military production companies, I think that's <laughs> also an like amazing thing. And I hope. You know, they, the, the critique that retail is like, they're not investing in value or all this other shit. Like, they're just trying to game the system. Like, I can't believe it. They they're just trying to make years. money in the stock market. Like, yeah, no what way. a weird idea. <laughs> crazy idea. But also, it's like, what have they been telling you for years and years and years? It's like, you buy a stock and come believe even and you hold it. That's what we're doing. But mm. to say that, you know, we're separated from fundamentals is such a hypocritical thing to say. Like, what are their algorithms in high-frequency trading doing? Like, they're trading off of technical markers. You know, this isn't necessarily them, like, looking over, you know, a, a, a company and deciding that they're they're worth it or not. If that was true, if you took GameStop's name off of their company and looked at what they've been doing in the last year, you know, th this is a company on its way up. So it's it's absolute hogwash, this shit that they're feeding everybody to say that, you know, like we're separated from fundamentals. That's not true. This company has turned itself around and here we are investing in it because we like it. But that's also like the weird, like what is the ape investor, right? Is, that, is there, are there bulls, bears and apes and apes? There's like, you know what? I love Funyuns. I'm investing in Funyuns and I'm going to hold that stock forever because that's just delicious. Funyuns aren't my thing, but like that might, maybe that's a different kind of investor and there's, Nothing wrong with that. They've created a whole new, yeah. So, yeah, you've created a whole new class of investor in by in mm -hmm. this in this way. That's 
that's a really interesting um, point, actually. Like, what, one of the other things I wanted to get your t- your guys' take on, because uh, like it seems like you're coming at this from from a similar angle to me, and like from a similar state of mind at least, anyway, is that something that I'm I'm trying to get my head around at the moment and think about is how crucial memes were um, in the in the the movement essentially like like this. how actually this. how important because um i laughed with with ollie dugmore he's the the editor of a like a new site in the uk that are kind of like tongue-in-cheek so they use a lot of memes but they also have serious interviews um and he, we were laughing about how every bad like politics graduates thesis is basically on this topic and it's like all it's both i think overdone and undercovered um so before i give you like my my thoughts like what are your guys just thoughts or opinions on on how memes have shaped and and you know mapped this movement i mean it's kind of like what we're doing right we're making a film so what do you what does a film need to do right it's supposed to entertain but to like educate people with what we want to do and try to make change like we have to make it entertaining and I think that kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, these memes, they kind of democratize this information. Like, it's a, an accessible, bite-sized way to get, like, a quick picture of something, you know? And, of course, memes are propaganda in, in many ways, you know? It's like a lot of it's, like, these are the bad guys, these are the good guys, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's propaganda, so it builds hype, you know, which is, which is part of this whole thing. But I've also seen plenty of memes that have, like, this really quick, cutting uh, jolt of information, um, and like good information too. So you're like, oh wow, you actually start seeing that these things have actually helped all of these people with no understanding of what short selling is and have kind of um, by osmosis like kind of taught people what some of these issues are. So I think it has like a weird bite-sized educational quality to it and it's wrapped up in propaganda, which is hilarious and interesting. I just yeah, wanted to I think, show you um, this. Can you see this? That's the that's that's the meme <laughs> that's that, right? Like, you you look that's at that. That's telling you so much with so little. You know the, how many shares are loaned. You know how how what, how does well we're kind of technical here, but like rehypothecation. What problems are are going on right now that we haven't addressed as a community? Because Wall Street's kind of been over here going like, we're good. Don't worry about it. You know I know there's a pandemic. Yeah. I know you don't have jobs, but. Literally, it's the best market that's ever existed. It's like, yeah, but dog, I'm like driving Uber and washing toilets and uh, building toothbrushes. I don't have time to see my family. What do you mean? I don't see that. So now people are, are looking and they're paying attention. Mm. In, a, in a more specific way, right? Like you can have a bunch of people saying, sorry, one more thing. That like, look, the Wall Street's corrupt. It's like... Okay, sure, Wall Street's corrupt. But if they say, no, 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 we have problems with failure to delivers and it's it's market-wide and it's been going on for years, that's a very specific thing to look at. And I think that uh, it's a lot more powerful to have a lot of people behind like a specific set of issues rather than just a blanket statement that sounds like you know people just kind of screaming in the wind. So I think that that's another facet to this that makes us a much you know sharper tool in trying to make change in this, this kind of interesting moment that we're in mm. yeah and i think the the memes have incredible power to carry i guess kind of the just really simple ideas kind of distill them down into one 
funny thing that catches on easily and gets imitated and repeated. I mean, like, I think when Richard Dawkins came up with the idea of the meme, it was like an idea uh, or like a something um, that someone, I guess I'm going to explain this poorly, but does that has cultural information in it and it gets imitated and passed on uh, from person to person within a, you know, a group or population. And I think that, of course, these internet memes have kind of strayed quite a bit from that main idea, but it's it's pretty similar in that it it carries um, not just not just good actual information about the stock market like what you just showed, um, but it kind of also displays the the culture of this group of people. They're ridiculous. They're silly. They're just looking for a laugh in addition to all these really serious things. So on in the same little thing, that meme is saying like. Our, the U.S. stock market is pretty corrupt, broken, incestuous, and confusing. And on the other hand, it's like, man, this is kind of dumb, isn't it? Ha! Huh? Spider-Man's. <laughs> Spider-Man's. Yeah. All at the same time, which is awesome. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the part that I really... Or is it Spider-Man's? Spider-Man's? Spider-Many? Spider-Man's. Spider-Many. So stupid, love that. <laughs> That's amazing. But like the the sense that I get from the memes, at least anyway, is that like okay, it's it's a they build hype, as you said. They 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 really they get people on that internet bandwagon because like I don't know, the memes seem to like the more you pile them onto your bandwagon, the the faster down that hill it starts to tumble. Um, yeah, but like the, the, I I feel like they also provide this like weird defense mechanism by which in the same way we said that like everyone is is like playing the ape that they are you know that they're, they're playing the ape when they're online and you know it doesn't matter what's underneath it it's that like our actions are the meme because like our financial or for a lot of people mine especially knowledge um is is like based in the last four months and and that has been steeped <laughs> in diamond hands by the dip um, so therefore, it's not just like a meme, it's the thing that's been embedded in like the very basis of what I've learned about investing. And therefore, like, I feel like I'd just be betraying the entire culture to paper hand it at this point. Like, <laughs> it's like the, the memes have this weird ability to, to like create action because we, we like use it and repeat them so much. Well, also what I love is that like, there is it's foolproof to critique because you know like investment is like you in, you like a company you like its fundamentals and you load up on those shares when it's cheap and you don't sell when it's high like that's basic investing and it's what they've been teaching for years so like they don't have a leg to stand on so all they can do is say they're a bunch of racist white guys and like like i mean no like they exist and those guys suck but like they smack down pretty quick, you know? So, yeah, yeah, this, and even if it's like this bandwagon, if there are other critiques, it's like, oh, they're manipulating the market by working together. It's like, what is MSNBC doing? Who owns MSNBC? Who owns MarketWatch? Give me a break, you know? Like, it makes me so mad. Uh, you know, that's also part of why we're doing this this film, but like, mm. they're, they're complete hypocrites, and it's, um, and I'm using kind of strong language here, but... It's the truth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, people, people can get caught up in not using blunt language when it is 
sometimes just the real truth. Um, so why, why don't we, um, not, since you mentioned the film, um, like go back and, and talk a little bit about the about the yeah. film and and about your guys. Oh, sure. so like, well, what? Yeah, the what? Wait, what? Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> Someone's been carrying a camera around, following you guys. Did you not notice? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, yeah, we've all been watching. Um, no. <laughs> what? Um, what is like? What's your background then in in film? Uh, and and in I got the giggles. In, yeah. What's your background um, in film and and whatnot? So to give people an idea. Yeah, we've been making movies since we were kids. I mean, like anytime there's a school report, it's like let's make a movie. It's way easier, way more fun. And the teachers usually like, <laughs> you're sure, hey. So we've been doing that uh, for a very long time. Uh, that's how we got our start. Um, <laughs> we went to school and quickly found that film school was total horseshit, and we bounced out of there uh, or you know drop out. Uh, then I moved on to uh, work around town. <laughs> all film project. school's horseshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not all of it, but for us it was, right? So, sure. anyway, well, who cares? I said it. Um, <laughs> then I ended up getting a job at a company called Leica. Um, so we actually, um, we make stop motion films, won the BAFTA for Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh, not me, I worked on that film, so I didn't direct that. Travis Knight, our, our, our main dude, did. Um, so it's a crazy job where I'm their first assistant director, so I run the shooting floor, which is probably the largest and most complicated in the world um and that's my job is to keep it all on the rails so that's like the production management side of things and then outside of that we do a ton of creative work music videos i do a lot of writing um and my brosif has been a musician mostly he's below me i don't know if he's below me. yeah i'm over here for me oh okay uh yeah mostly musician we've been making movies our entire lives and through the pandemic we've also been doing some commercial work for local businesses and some non-profits to try and drum up support for you know things like cocktails to go or uh, just the restaurants and, and local businesses in general having a hard time during the pandemic uh, our city portland is, is um small businesses kind of make it as awesome as it is so we've been trying to do a lot of work for for those businesses around town mm, that's very noble so where where did you come to the the, the gamestop saga like what 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 made you sort of tune in notice pick it up where was the first time you heard it and then how did that become let's make a documentary about this i had been on wall street for, for me. a while um and sorry bro um and i ended up finding out about it. i'm only started because i started it. i don't know so i was on wall street bets for a while thought it was hilarious uh, all this gambling and lost porn all this other shit and um in January, I ended up finding out about GameStop and was like, oh, man, look, I've been wanting, I've been curious about investing for a while, and I've got, like, a few hundred bucks, like, screw it, let's just jump in. And then I called my brother, like, dude, you got to try this. And he's like, oh, I'm going to rob an account. And then we all, we both kind of scrambled, got in pretty early, but not as early as we wanted to, because I noticed at, like, 30 bucks, and I was like, ooh, but it took a little bit to get, like, a broker set up, so I was, it was higher by then. But anyway, early January, here we are, invested Brother. Oh yeah, I'm unemployed musician at the time. You know, I've got a wife that wants a family, and I'm just not providing that. <laughs> so yeah, for me, it's like I've been a poor musician my entire life, and this is, was a chance for me to be like, okay, maybe I could actually make a, a nice enough chunk to realize some of those dreams and not have to go um, back to certain jobs that you know don't necessarily fulfill 
what I want out of life. So, um, yeah, for me, it was a chance to, to, to better my situation, just like it is for, I mean, I bet you anything, half the people I got into this have a very similar story to mine. You know, so we're very much of this community uh, for a lot of the same reasons, um, and I think that's a big reason why we think that, you know, we we could be the right people to tell this story. We are the right people to tell the story, um, in our opinion. Mm. Yeah, so. and the big kicker. So yes, yeah, so. was when Robin halted buying. That was like the our catalyst to be like, nope, something's up. This is crazy. And like, because in that moment, you see the community, like it drops down to 38 bucks for GameStop and, and you know, obviously lower for AMC. And all these people with you that hold that are holding these stocks and, you know, BlackBerry, Nokia, all these people, they're normal humans. And instead of like selling, like the media is like screaming at them, like, sell you idiots. And there's like, nah, we're idiots. Like, what are you thinking? Like, so like, they're not idiots, obviously, but that's like the funny meme part. But they hold on to it, and instead of, you know, being scared, they go. You know, it's like something wrong happened here. Let's start figuring it out, and then the DD just explodes, and the apes galvanize, and that is the moment that we we're like, okay, let's do this. Let's just make a film. Like these are the tools that we have. You know, we're filmmakers and storytellers. So I posted on Reddit basically saying, "Hey, everybody, um, how many of you are pissed off?" And wants to see a real film, a real documentary telling the truth about what's happening with the apes and the short scoots of a lifetime. And the response was crazy positive. I never had a Reddit post explode, and it was really fun. I was like, responding to everybody. Um, that was on St. Patty's Day. It's a great day. Um, and we, because um, you're Irish, uh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we uh, uh, started the, the work after that, and the next post was. Okay, so we're doing this thing. Here's who we are. Tell us what you want to see in the film. And since then, we've been working very hard to make sure that the way we're approaching the film is, is coming from the community. You know, like, what are the topics you want to see? Who do you want us to talk to? Um, and then as we make it, we're going to be including them throughout the process. So, you know, we're trying to double down on the fact that this is a film for the apes, by the apes. But I kind of went long there, but that's basically it. So, Quinn, anything that, like, what made you interest or so interested in, in deciding to, to be a part of making a film about this? Like, what, who, who, who first came up with the idea? Who came to who? My brother called me as I was panicking to, like, try and figure out how the hell I can uh, buy more as it was dipping. taking <laughs> 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 everything. Oh, I gotta uh, buy more. Yeah. Yeah. So my brother called me and was like, we, gotta, we should make a documentary about this. This is bullshit. Um, so yeah, we started, I kind of stopped for a second. I'm like, okay, calm down. Um, I'm going to ignore my phone. Um, yeah, there's something weird here, right? We should probably start looking at this. Um, so we started digging and that was his brother's idea, but we, we started digging pretty early and just looking at all the different communities, seeing what they're saying, um, trying to find out if there was anyone that had an explanation and that kind of got us going down the rabbit hole. I don't know. Did you did you guys have like uh, I I went through now I am a little less like crazy about it, but I went through periods in in February where I was just like consuming DD for like hours of a, a night, like just being like, hours. what is going on here? Like 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 scrolling through Reddit, being like, someone has to understand. And then and then <laughs> and then then yeah. like you find that like magical golden DD that really like lay it out in a way that you understood, and you're like. <gasps> I really get this like and it's not got too many of the complicated graphs 
And then underneath the comments, I would just be like reading them and pissing myself laughing for like, yeah. it didn't matter yeah. the topic of the post, like whether it was like a really serious, like, you know, explanation of like financial fuckery or whether it was just a shit post of, of Kenny or whether it was like, there were some really touching posts about like people's like parents passing away and that like yeah. this community was helping them get through it. And then, like, underneath, there would just be, like, b both beautiful comments and being, like, some someone go fuck this man's wife. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, for it's, me, it's, it's like, it's... This, this human story... Shut up, Finley. I did. <laughs> this, the human story, the humanity, I think, is, is... I mean, I couldn't think of anything else that could get so many people around the world to sit down for a few hours a night and go, oh, I'm going to read about this financial concept. No, it's it's normally very dry stuff, but if you throw in these stories about, you know, people's tragedies, people's successes, uh, and then a bunch of really dumb humor on top of all of it, you know, it's like, um, yeah, it's like a Fairly Brothers movie mixed with, um, you know, Harmony Corinne movie mixed with the Terrence Malick movie. There's so much there. It's so, like, mashed up in such a weird, awesome way that I... A lot of Harmony Corinne. global pandemic could spawn. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, yeah it's um it's 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 really really beautiful in a way in 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 a time when um because i, I kind of thought when we're before january at least anyway i was a bit i don't know depressed about the state of the world i had this like thought that maybe the pandemic was gonna lead to a lot of good things like the lockdowns would make everyone like take stock of their lives and you know we'd all come back refreshed yeah. and ready to change the system and 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 then it sort of just devolved into fighting and um, everyone hating each other over it as usual, and and then yeah. January rolled around and I, I I remember like saying to people being like this this is the most exciting and positive thing I've literally seen in a whole year, or on the internet, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're in a terrible place. You're like it's like this is weird, yeah. Totally. I think a lot of people felt that way, you know, like the, the pandemic has been a really hard time for a lot of people and to find like this way that you can be at home and do something that seems really positive and could have positive impact, you know, on the war planet at large. Like, I think that what's the most positive thing that's going to come out of this is that there's a generation of people that's going to teach this shit to their kids, you know, financial literacy is now a, a hot topic. And like, I wish we learned this stuff when we were young. Like, here's how debt works. Maybe don't go to that school. You don't need 70 grand in debt if you're an artist. Like, you know, like that kind of thing. Uh, welcome to America. Um, so it's like this, this empowerment to teach each other and your children and like a healthy distrust for what the media is feeding you and to find a way to like educate yourself enough to know what's bullshit. You know, so I, I hope that that is, is the main thing that comes out of this, that people feel empowered to not only teach themselves, but their their children and to hold these larger entities accountable. Mm. So, well, uh, Quinn, do you want to add anything? No. Okay. So where, <laughs> what can you tell us about about the the actual production of the of the of the documentary? Like, what, how are you going about? Or what are you willing to say about how you're going about telling this story? Like, where, where are you planning to start or, or what sort of, I don't know, format are you planning to use? 
Um, so some of some of that is in flux, of course. Like once we start production, you know, the pre-production anyway, in, in earnest, uh, we'll solidify a lot of that stuff. But we will say that like um, we are keep we we have the culture of the community has to come through. Um, so not only are we being guided by what these people want us to cover, um, and like we're from the community from the start. Like we've heard people or been interviewed by people even um, that you can tell they haven't been in it. And they're like, if you don't know what super stonk is, like, you're missing a lot, yeah. you know. And like, that's just like, where, where are you up, bro? Like, you're still in Wall Street bets? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, that is like, okay. So, I think our approach of coming inside the community, whether it's GME or AMC, out, <laughs> um, gives us an, an upper hand because we can tell the story more fully and more truthfully. So, I guess. The actual production of the film is is going to be rely heavily on the community for not only the voice of what's going on, but also the content. You know, um, we're totally open to like keeping things um, loose and entertaining, while at the same time really digging into what's going on. I mean, so far we've got people like A. Tobit, um, we have David Lauer, we have Dennis Kelly here of Better Markets. Like these are heavy hitters, and there's there's more that we're close with so it's finding a way to weave you know entertaining value like these memes throughout the film and painting a, a narrative of who these people are humanizing them you know retail inve- the, the moniker retail investor you know it's dehumanizing to these people uh they're they're everyday people and which is why i really hate the term retail but finding a way to do all of that and at the same time peel back the curtain enough for whoever watches it to say whoa let's talk to our congressman about this this is crazy mm-hmm. so that you know without telling you exactly like how we're going to visually do all that um those are i guess our our main tenants brother would you agree with that yeah i would agree with that uh i might also add that as far as uh retail investors goes the term for uh kind of the regular institutions in our financial markets it kind of makes sense because we're for them, uh, for sale. You know, they make money off of everything we do in the stock market. Um, it's there are so many ways that they take our stocks and our value and make money off of them. So for us, they're we're to be bought and sold. So I guess we are retail for the time being. But hopefully, we can change. Really that. Well, that's a disgusting point. That's really heavy, man. Like that's. <laughs> yeah. that's <what>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have a nice day. But, well. <laughs> Theoretically, I'm not even, yeah, like with Robin Hood, um, for anyone that's listening that doesn't know, um, I am sure if you search in r slash GME or r slash super stonk, you and you search like um, PFOF or payment payment for order flows in there, uh, you will find some information on how Robin Hood actually makes their money. And it's by selling yeah payment for order flows which are like the your your bids and 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 uh sales of of all the different stocks and i i will do a, a horrible job of explaining things like this so uh go and find someone better but they it's, it's in fun. there well, it's basically like uh imagine though yeah, it's like facebook you know you're the commodity mm. you know they facebook makes money off of advertising off of you and selling your information Robinhood does kind of a similar back-end thing with your stocks. Mm. And here's another good yeah. one. So when you're on margin with, with Robinhood, they can take your share, they can loan it out, they can make money on it, not tell you about it, 
Because of that, you'll lose your vote in a proxy vote. And you'll have no idea that your shares out there making money for them without without dis proper disclosures to tell you that. And to get off of margin, you have to pay for their gold account. I think it's called gold or whatever. So you got to pay for something to get off of margin to not do that. So mm -hmm. right away, you're put on a system where they can go bloop, 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 and just loan your shares out. So like your Spider-Man meme, like, it all ties in, man. It's Spider-Web. Like, we're, we're trying to be careful about getting really technical with shit because we're, we're bringing people on the film that will do that for us. We're just filmmakers, man. Like, this, we're new to this. But stuff like that is like... It really... Yeah, it really feels like someone's just... Like, uh... It's like someone walks up to you, or doesn't even walk up to you. Um, you just kind of notice your car's gone one day, and you're like, what the fuck? What? I thought I had a car. car. And then a few days later, your friend comes over with your car, and he's like, oh. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing with my car? He's like, oh, I was just renting it out to some other people. Like, don't worry about it. I'm going to leave with my money that I made off your car. <laughs> but I wanted, to, I wanted to go vote. Yeah. In car. what world yeah. is that okay? In what, in what world is that okay? In what area of, of any of our social structures or financial structures should that be okay? It's it's ridiculous. You own that share. If someone uses it to make money, it should be your money, or at least you should know about it. It's crazy. It's yeah, probably in that analogy, the yeah, in that analogy, the synthetic shares are just as mad because it's someone calling you up and going, "Would you maybe sell me your car, or could I borrow your car at some point?" And then them going, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Um, and you going, "All right." And then you you phone like you someone go. I'll sell you this car. Um, like, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's essentially what it's it wild. is. <laughs> yeah. But like, like, yeah, like, like I said, like getting too deep in the weeds is tough. Like we can talk about story all day, but yeah, yeah, it's it's so complicated, and a lot of what is problematic is legal. You know, it's not just these illegal nefarious things. It's like how it's structured. So. Yeah, we guaranteed in the film we'll be getting deep into it. Yeah. I guess that's one thing we could say about production. We're trying to have as many experts as possible to go into some of these finer points because, uh, you know, we are not stock experts. Uh, we just like the stock and we like making movies. So we're going to get um, wrinklier brains than ours to make sure that these concepts are told properly and that we're not going down some rabbit hole that's just not a thing not true you know some sometimes you read these wild dds and you're like that is insane and then three comments down they're like that is just not correct <laughs> so we need to make sure that's, like that's, that's not it, happening right? for our film it's yeah. also exciting yeah it's great i think that's great because it may spur someone else you know and like as long as people are level-headed and like keep an open mind to peer review which i think superstock has been doing a really good job of um you know and some of the twitter spaces can can get that way too like it's I, I'm really excited to see where we're at in a year from now. You know, like there will be some parties that like try to monetize all this. You're already starting to see that. And, but there will be these like these not-for-profit entities that are there purely to make sure there's a healthy place to find information, you know, and that's so heartening. Mm, yeah. I mean, uh, one of my, one of my many thoughts for, uh, I've been, I've been reading a lot of those, uh, what are we going to do with our money posts? Um, and uh, there's some amazing suggestions. One that I think would be incredible that I haven't seen. No, I guarantee someone suggested this, but I haven't seen anyone um, seen anyone do it. Is that we should buy Reddit? 
just outright. It's like yeah. like try and try and ban our posts now. Like try and throttle the subreddit <laughs> yeah. from getting on the yeah, front page. Totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, That'd be wild, man. That's funny. Full circle. You should post mm. it on Superstock. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. like one of one of the things that's really really struck me is is that so for for like right in the book, I I kind of went back and I was like. I had to start with going, okay, so for someone that's never been on Reddit, like, what is Reddit? And I had to, like, go and I watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos with people trying to explain it to try and, like, think about the best ways to explain what it is. And the way that the, like, upvote, downvote, comment, thread, like, discussion, encouraging setup that it has, like, r slash superstonk has actually become like the perfect version of what this was meant to be in a way in that people who are talking bullshit get downvoted people who are like obviously shilling get downvoted bots get like blocked people get reported but the the the, the community is incredible at taking on board information figuring out things that have been going around were right or wrong and like self-correcting yeah. themselves it's in incredible to watch it's totally and like they're the system that they've created i don't know they've been going about it very smart from day one you know like when the the exodus from from gme and like that they're friendly now like those those threads are, are you know more or less on on good terms so it, it seems from the outsider's perspective but uh, you look at within a day like one hundred fifty thousand people went over to Superstock, like, that's mad. You know, these are people that are highly dedicated to having a place for good information, you know, and it's, yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah, speed of migration was was stunning, wasn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, nope, we're doing this now. We Like, we trust this, this you know, this place. Yeah. So, they've done a really good job of, of um, staying true to that ethos of, like, how to be transparent and and make things uh, trustable yeah what's your sense on how much the 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 subreddits um all the way from the like og wall street bets through to super stonk and even the discords like w there's a lot of accusations obviously thrown around that they're bought and paid for like the mods on some of the on some of the, the subreddits that there's like even on the discords there's like accusations sometimes thrown around of shills being in there or one of the mods being paid or or the there's thread splitting going on or they're like people are dumping loads of specific things in order to bury something like what is your sense of how real that is and how much that's just a bunch of paranoid redditors it's real I, I can I can fully confidently say that that's real. Um, there have been issues with with bots, shills, you know, people being paid. Like this is this is absolutely happening. You know, these these what we're up against is is a mountain of wealth. They're gonna pay people to try to take down what we're doing. That that's like logic just dictates that this is it's like a a, a dumb cold war on the internet. Like. You know, this is a financial plan, a battlefield. This is absolutely happening. Quinn, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. Like, <laughs> we've had people show us uh, emails they've gotten of people asking to 
pay them to talk about other stocks or to degrade other stocks in the subreddits. You know, this is this is real stuff. It's happening. Wow. Um, you know, and you see you see these fishy Twitter accounts that are either super fresh and all they do is is shit on these stocks or the community or some like kind of more nefarious ones where they're older accounts that haven't posted for 10 years and all of a sudden they're just questioning everything like is that really what we should be doing or blah blah which are a little like there's some weird I don't think it's that's really weird and these are but... tactics you're seeing even with the like in-person protests that we had in the pandemic as well for, for like yep. the movement like you see the same tactics being used to try to infiltrate gain trust and then flip the script um so you know we're not going to name any names and like we have some people giving us that have given us information that we're not going to talk about but like um it is absolutely happening and in some are more coordinated than others but when you look at it and you see it it's just like oh gross this is absolutely out there so be careful of where your information comes from and then anyone who you look at as like a community leader if you've never heard of them before and they came out of nowhere, just really be careful and look at look at their history and where they come from and what their uh, their day job. Like, just look them up. Don't just trust them because everyone's on into it. Uh, there's been a few that have been like, yeah, who, what? <laughs> who did they work for before? Yeah. You know, who's who's the last ten people that paid them money? Who pays them money? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who pays them money? Who's paid them money in the past? Because they just might be paying them money now. Mm. So. Don't just trust some random guy on the internet with a cat as an avatar yeah. just because he says one stock is really good. Um, yeah, or even us. <laughs> like, you know, we're just yeah. like, we can tell you who we are until we're blue in the face, but like, you know, look us up. You look at my Reddit, it's all like pizza pictures and like my pug. You know, like, like the same, yeah. same rich guy. You know? <laughs> so same. Like, I'm like, Posting on the ancestry one, or you know, the bread or fermenting subreddits. <laughs> oh, that's some nice looking jalapenos you got there. Yeah, so it's. I don't know why you became a little old British lady. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you try, hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think there are any like serious whales in on this? Yeah. Like, aside from, say, like, BlackRock, um, which is the big one, the, the hedge fund-wise, like, do you think there's, like, some, some, do you think there's some quiet celebrities or, like, more famous people out there with, with a lot of money on this? Famous? I think there's like, a lot we, of quiet, rich people. Yeah, a couple people have messaged us and, like, shown us their positions. They're like, God, how much do you like movies? You know, <laughs> like, it's, uh, they're out there, you know, and, you know, they'll do what they want to do and, like, Honestly, I don't really care. Um, you know, like I know why I bought into these things, and until the reason that I've bought into them changes, I'll hold the stock just like any good investor would. You know, anytime like in, throughout this that I've invested in something else and been like, oh, and let emotion and fear dictate whether it's fear of missing out or fear of losing money, um, it's a bad play. Like you pick your fundamentals, you go into it. This is not financial advice. I'm an idiot, but like. You know, until that changes, whatever. So I, I don't really care who else is, is into this in the end. You know, like, I'll do what I want with my money. If I want to go on a rooftop and throw it all off, uh, the government better let me do that. I couldn't agree more. Um, so, like, what do you guys think is going to be the biggest takeaway from this? Like, what is the what's the biggest sort of result of this going to be? 
I, uh, it's a tough question to answer. There are definitely things that I, I wish and hope for. Uh, you know, um, stronger financial literacy, uh, more transparency in our financial markets, global financial markets in particular. Uh, so there's just so much, so much room for shadiness in, in the way money moves <clears> between um, entities in different countries. Um, and a lot of opportunities to hide uh, illegal or or a nefarious activity. But my biggest hope is that people realize that they have a lot more in common than they think they do, and that people who have been disparaged and shat on for millennia by people at the top of, of any given society, all of them, doesn't matter what structure you have, it's always the people on the bottom that are getting stepped on so other people can stand on top and go like that. So I hope people realize that even with something as silly as a stock, one single stock or two single two individual stocks, um, you can band together. And there's a lot of power there. There's enough power to at least start making them bleed a little bit, you know, to bring the pain and, and bring some actual change. Not that, you know, you have to be in this to for some big social change, but it's possible. Yeah, I think um, I hope that there's some empathy in, in groups that are um, less fortunate because like I said earlier, or touched on at least, like it is in the powerful community's best interest to keep those less fortunate people against each other, you know? That's how they have these hyper-vigilant groups that get them elected or make them rich. So I would say I hope empathy builds between uh, less fortunate groups and that they, they realize that they have a lot more in common than they think and that the vitriol on the extreme ends um, is, is just that. Um, I also... I really believe that financial literacy will become way more of a priority than it has been for edu- kids in education. Um, you know, we would love to try to find a way to support a nonprofit in that regard as well. Um, I also think on the more like the market structure side of things, I do think that failure to delivers and short naked short selling is going to have you know more of a lens and, than it has been. Like there have been legislation in the last few years that, that have addressed this issue, you know, this is not a new thing. But I think now with this new wave of public investors interested in it, uh, we'll, we'll likely see the SEC making some sort of changes. But I digress. I hope the change we see is social because that will only cause more change. You know, we can have one governmental thing happen now, but if the people come together, become interested and have another generation become interested like it's like you can teach a man to fish and he'll catch fish, you know, right? Like that's that kind of thing. We need to all learn about how this works, get it out in the open, because it may not be our generation, but the next one might be the one that actually fixes what's going on and levels the playing field and hopefully um, helps ease the uh, the gigantic wealth divide between the lower and upper classes. So generational class struggle, man. Vertical, not horizontal. Vertical, not horizontal. Mm. That is, yeah, that's a pretty nice way and a very, very nice moment on which to end. Um, everybody check out um, uh, apes together strong dot or apes together strong doc dot com. Um, I will put the link in the description yes. below for anyone who can't spell 
um, or type, uh, as I'm sure there are plenty of those people listening. Uh, we have also, just to sorry to interrupt, we just started our crowdfunding campaign today. So if you go to that website, you can see support the film in a link or apestogetherstrongdoc.com slash donate. Uh, we're trying to crowdfund as much of this film as we possibly can. Um, so any support we can get from you all is super appreciated. And a $100 level gets you a nice backers exclusive t-shirt. So check it out. That is Wait. nice. I will <laughs> put the link for that in the description below uh, as well. Everybody uh, go check it out. So yeah, guys, um, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much. You as well. Cheers, Have a good you. one. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, follow me on Twitter, or sign up to our mailing list. Thanks a lot to our sponsor, ExpressVPN, the number one most trusted VPN. Get lightning fast connectivity with servers in 160 locations across 94 countries. Keep your browsing privacy safe with ExpressVPN and get a 35% discount on 12 months of ExpressVPN when you follow the link in the description below. Don't forget my book is now out and available to order on Amazon and on bookshop.org. That's Brexit, the Establishment Civil War. And most importantly, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.